Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey gang, welcome back to another gang plank report. It is time for another episode of the OG with KG, our good friend Kathy Gilmore. Hey Kath. Hello. Hello, babe. How are you? <laughs> good. How are you, babe? I am good. <laughs> I am so good. I could be better. And I'm sure yeah. you know why I could be better. But <laughs> I think I think I have an inkling. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it, though. Can we start off with the episode title, The Captain and Camille? Yeah. Every single episode title this season has been on point. So a little <laughs> shout out to whoever is doing that. Yeah, they have upped their game because for the longest time we have redone titles. And yeah. I've really enjoyed the titles that oh, they've they're put so out funny. Yeah, yeah, they're killing me. Yeah. So I'm going to do like a quick hit on just a couple other random things, and then we'll get into the meat of the episode here. Nope, nope. Rachel and that three hour meal? Come on. Yeah. That was so unnecessarily long. And I really felt for Alyssa because it was so late. We all knew these guests were still going to party after. Right. So the fact is, Rachel was kind of solely responsible for Alyssa having to stay up till five o'clock in the freaking morning. Yeah. I just really felt for her in that case. They did have it on their preference sheet. So I know she was trying to fulfill their request, but I feel like there might've been a way to put simpler meals in between the things that take a longer time to fire up. I mean, of course there is. Yeah. Of course there is. This is not the first time she's had to do this. It's not the first time any chef has had to do this. Right. It didn't need to be three flippity hours long. That's <laughs> insane. That's insane. I would have died. I would have just left the table and died. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't. I've, I don't have the attention span or the patience for a three hour freaking meal. Oof. I just feel like Rachel's just not quite as on it this season. I do love still her sense of humor and all that. And mm -hmm. perhaps in the near future, we can get a little bit more of what we love about Rachel, like her sense of humor, Haley's sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Hey, is the deck team on? <laughs> Maybe we'll get. <laughs> Maybe we'll see some other things <laughs> since a big problem has sort of been solved here. Yes. And that's kind of like all the rest of what I have to say is obviously what the whole entire episode was about. The magical gonging, the bells have tolled at the end of it. The dramatic bell noise as she was getting caught up to the wheelhouse just made me laugh. <laughs> But let's rewind there. I mean, we start off the episode with Alyssa badly needing her water bottle to spray Camille and actually 
Sandy needed it to turn the deck hose on the two of them. <laughs> In what universe is it okay to scream at each other? No universe whatsoever. Nowhere in the multiverse is that okay. That is not okay. Now, what might, I don't know, because I haven't looked at anything. Mm -hmm. For those of you out there, we obviously can't record this while it's being aired. (laughs) So when Below Deck is on, I don't look at Twitter and I don't read anything because I don't want to be influenced. But be sure to check out my live tweeting from Below Deck Adventure. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so I don't like to be influenced by any of that stuff at all. So I don't know how people feel about this, but I could not be more aggravated with Captain Sandy up until the last moments. I feel like she was taking Camille's side. I feel like how many freaking chances does this captain need to give this girl and it even goes into the way that she spoke with Alyssa and how spoke with Camille so Camille gets like a casual sit down dinner like girls besties and then Alyssa gets called to the wheelhouse Mm -hmm. I didn't like that at all I was like no 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 Mm -hmm. and then why is she only telling Alyssa to walk away when she gets triggered Mm -hmm. she didn't say that to Camille at all from what I saw I just felt like there's a little disparity from Captain Sandy about how she treated each of these two women in this situation. Agreed. And I did not enjoy that one little bit. And hey, Captain Sandy, you know what? There was a witness to the whole fiasco. You had an eyewitness in Haley. Why didn't you bring her up to the wheelhouse before you talked to either of them and got what actually happened. There you Because there were actually four sides to the story. I want Captain Kathy. <laughs> there were four sides to the story, Sandy. And by the way, you also did not invent the three sides to every story thing. Yeah. But there were four sides, actually. So why didn't you ask Haley about that? I was so, so, so irritated. I just thought it was wrong the way she handled each of the girls. I thought she was out of line as far as Fraser went, because if she was so interested in Fraser handling this, then why wasn't he involved in any of these meetings? Mm -hmm. Even though, yes, he did walk away from the dinner thing because he was so aggravated and whatever. And why do all these conversations have to happen during service anyway? But yeah. I was not happy with Sandy. I was so mad at the previews because I saw them a couple days before. One of our friends Mm -hmm. on Twitter, Chris, had told me he had seen it and it was up. So, you know, me, mad dash to try and watch it. I watched Mm -hmm. it and I was so livid with how it went down because they played like up to what would be the first commercial break was the preview. Okay. And I was so mad that I didn't live tweet last night because I knew it was going to get raucous. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a opinion about it? I had several opinions, most of which okay. you've expressed. I was not happy with how gentle she was with Camille. Right. I was not happy with Alyssa being called to the wheelhouse in a more stern yes. type setting. Like in trouble. 
and I was livid at how she spoke to Fraser. Yeah, me too. She had the most venom and the most animosity towards him. And yes, she did apologize later, but... But she apologized later, but not really apologized later. And then when he called her to speak with her in the wheelhouse, she was like, oh God. You know, like there was so much wrong with that. And I do agree that Fraser needs to be spoken to more or at least be more involved with things. Okay. Fraser feels like he's been absent and you can tell by the way he reacted to it with his interviews that I feel like, yeah, he stuck his head in the sand about the whole situation and was hoping it would work itself out. Right. I have an unpopular opinion okay. that I will share with you. Hit me. A lot of people took the stance that you have, that Fraser has been absent. Mm -hmm. I feel like, okay, this was charter number four. Right. So in real time, we're talking two weeks since the beginning sure. of the season. Even a couple more days, actually. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. In that two-week span, we have had Camille be a dex do so she had two bosses where he didn't have full control mm -hmm. we've had two captains mm -hmm. that fraser is trying to adjust to this is also his first time as chief stew on the show yeah so i feel like he did have a sit-down meeting with the girls and told them what he expected he has talked to both of them individually and I feel like a little too much of the heat is being brought on him for not managing it because we've talked to captains in the past and you just can't fire everybody. No, but it's not about that though, Jen. He hasn't really handled it from what we could tell. It's his first time being Chief Sue. Great, but that's the job. And you know that's the job is having to manage people. And he hasn't. And you can tell that because these two girls were not getting along from day one. He knew there was problems and he still kept putting them on the overnight shift together. And I'll take that note. Yeah. Yeah. I get that part of it. It took him a yeah. while to come up with a solution to that. But I don't think that everybody manages with threats in their pocket. No, you don't have to manage with threats in yeah. your pocket. You don't have to, but he needed to be more involved and sit them down and find out what's going on. And I feel strongly that he just was hoping it would work itself out i agree and he knew when she was deck stew that's why he didn't want her to be a full-time stew mm -hmm. because he knew she was terrible right i love fraser i think he's going to be amazing i think he's great for the franchise i want to see him come back over and over again mm -hmm. but he wasn't even acting like a second stew in my opinion okay he just wasn't involved enough like we can say what we want about the captains because they're not privy to everything that happens mm -hmm. they say that over and over right they don't see it until it airs but my god fraser you're their direct supervisor how do you not know what's going on and i do feel as far as the captain thing goes that from the minute sandy got on they went to her instead of to him mm -hmm. and he kind of got looped out yeah I said that. I said he, yeah, he should have been involved in those meetings. And that's on right, Sandy, right. 100%. Yeah. So I think there's plenty of blame to go around. And for me, sure. the biggest yeah. blame goes to Camille and to Alyssa. 
the biggest blame goes to camille herself agreed because whatever Alyssa, we we've talked about the babe babe and and how passive aggressive she is and then when she was sloppy drunk i give her a little bit of a tiny pass on the crew night out because she had been up for almost 24 hours and then hits the booze and that's like ooh. So she was being not even passive aggressive, but aggressive aggressive with Camille. Mm-hmm. And kudos to Camille in that one tiny moment for not rising to it. But mm-hmm. for the most part, yeah, it's Camille. We can put slight blame on Alyssa for not going to Fraser too. Yeah. She should be like, hey, this girl, you need to work with her or see what's happening with me and her and go from there. By the way, another bad thing that Sandy advised, you need to talk about it while you're out. Yeah. (laughs) I had to rewind that like three times. I'm like, did she mean when all these bitches are drunk, you should have a discussion about work at the club? No. Yeah. So another poor management decision by sandy there yeah and as aggressive as Alyssa was with the diseased kitty comment yes i feel like camille was worse because she took it to a hypothetical physical violent place oh yeah saying she would be zonked yeah between the two of them camille is a hundred percent the absolute freaking worst because she's so fake too because she's one way one minute and then like when nobody's around she's making these comments to the camera which we all do but she's not the pretty pretty innocent princess that these people think she is no not at all my only criticism of Alyssa is that she was just so passive aggressive with her management style and she should have went to Fraser but otherwise she does a really good job we'll see what happens because Camille was finally fired. Yeah. I couldn't believe they had to end it on it to be continued on that. She's in the wheelhouse. She's telling her, oh no. <laughs> and she was like, yes, I'm going to have to let you go to be continued. What do you mean? While the credits continued? are rolling. Yeah. Are you kidding me? How much longer are you going to milk this? It's killing This me. is a record of to be continued. We're on episode eight. <laughs> How many are there going to be? I guess to be continued. (laughs) It's cuckoo pants. How many there are. I thought there was a lot with med this last season, but this this is a record with all these to be continued for a continuing series. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't show the previews then. Yeah. For the love of God. Yeah. It was very hard to find the funny this week because I was so aggravated and frustrated the whole entire episode yeah can i ask you a question though yeah how did you feel about the tip i was a little confused as to why how upset they were about thank you thank you i didn't want to lead you in any direction on that i feel like they were there three days exactly it seems to average between 15 and 1800 a person with mm-hmm. the 2000 being like the unicorn tip. Right. So right. I didn't really get that. I mean, did Sandy set it up a little poorly with the, oh, just remember, you guys did a good job. This doesn't reflect the service you gave. I yeah. didn't get it because just a year ago, literally a year ago, 15,000 was the standard and it still might be the contractual standard for all we know right I mean was it the fact that it was just a lot of people on that charter I don't know 
but yeah it was a little confusing with how upset they were yeah. Twenty thousand is a normal tip yeah i think that too was how much work they did maybe just some frustration leaking out but to me there was that disgusting beach yeah that would have gotten a couple grand off for me yeah the night where rachel's food was hit or miss Hmm. and then you've got a three-hour meal it's in my head like the gilligan's island song a three-hour meal yeah there were big factors now i'm gonna have to probably disagree with that the only thing was the beach that was the only bad thing the meal yeah although it was aggravating for us and they did express a little bit of it but they loved the food and they still had their party. So for them, it was part of their whole experience of the evening, I feel like. But they were complaining about how hungry they were and had the silverware out and were, we want food, we want food. Yeah, but I think the food, the quality of the food, and the fact that they partied after, I think that negated it. Okay. I do. I did. The beach, 100% agree on that. It was so gross. Yeah. Yeah. And the the food, the hit or miss dinner. Well, I mean, we saw a couple people didn't like it, but like Mm -hmm. for the most part, and she did say what was good was amazing. So overall they did well. I think Alyssa was responsible for getting them as much of a tip as they did because it all came down to that after hour service, I feel like. Yeah. So even though she doesn't always do it with a smile, she did a great job with that. Yeah. And that's another thing. There's four stews. Why was she the only one on? Well, because they took Camille off. There normally wouldn't be the whole solution to the problem was to not have Camille and her together. And she was the most vocal, in my opinion, about saying they didn't need Camille they would be fine with just the three of them. Right, but but they did have four of them. It didn't have to be Camille. Haley could have switched out and done overnight service. Yeah. There were other solutions besides Camille. There's four of them. That's true. I think Fraser wanted to be on early because early set the tone for the day. And if you look Mm -hmm. at most chiefs, they take earlies. I think a lot of them do. I don't think it's not most like kate will do it sometimes but she likes service they like to be on nights but it doesn't matter if most of the activity is happening overnight fraser beyond then yeah switch it up switch it around then yeah you need two people to be serving drinks and cleaning and serving and cleaning and that's just my opinion but it just seemed to be the balance was off and i feel like Alyssa got the short end of the stick okay babe babe (laughs) (laughs) and you know camille's a problem anyway too so why would you send her on a beach picnic yeah (laughs) stick her in the laundry room you already said that's what you were gonna do why didn't you do that yeah sandy did make a comment that i agreed with you can't be a friend and a manager no you can't i mean you can but like you can't you can be friendly with your crew especially in a boat situation but yeah at the end of the day they still need to know that you're the boss and you're gonna put the hammer down so the last day too why wasn't fraser checking on camille's work Mm -hmm. you know she needs her hand held you know she needs the task list and she needs to be checked on so why weren't you doing that right and for rachel to say oh she was drinking all day how did you not know like everything wasn't done 
and that she was effing around in her cabin a lot yeah and i honestly don't know i had given him the benefit of the doubt that he was doing his own things and he had his own task list that he was trying to complete sure but what else is on that task list yeah managing supervising and managing the rest of the crew you're right his staff so i love him like i love him i want him to work out i want to see him again next season but let's call it like it is he did not seem to hold up his end of the management team or whatever okay i will accept that and we can agree to disagree i am just giving him a ton of grace because i feel like he's managing in the style that would work for him and he Mm -hmm. hasn't learned a lot of directions to go outside of that and he's going to learn on a case-by-case basis and this whole situation just gave him an education yeah let's hope so that's where i'm at with him yeah let's hope so because I, I do i do love him but yeah we need him to be like fun quippy dude yep yep well hopefully next week we will finally finally get the hammer to the hammer is gonna be down on episode nine i just feel <laughs> like something's gonna happen i know that she's just gonna beg and see and he's gonna be like all right this okay. is it if yeah. she does i will die <laughs> i will die and we will not record next week i will just yeah. have a picture <laughs> i will just put up a picture of us flipping double yeah. birds <laughs> at the yeah. zoom camera because yeah. i can't <laughs> i mean yeah i can't i couldn't deal i couldn't pause the thought of that just is like making my skin crawl right now that she wouldn't actually get fired so but yeah we'll see what happens we have hope for the future on below deck for the future yay hopefully the second half of the season will be less annoying (laughs) (laughs) right yeah all right thank you so much kathy be sure to follow kathy on twitter instagram facebook at the gilmore girl or go to thegilmoregirl.com. That's G-I-L-M-O-U-R. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to another Gangplank Report. I am on location, so if my audio sounds a little bit different than normal, that's why. We are talking about Below Deck Adventure Season 1, Episode 11, that Bravo called No Fjords Given, and we've decided to call Surfacing Secrets. And here's Jen for your rapid recap. The guests ate almost none of the sandwiches, so the chips fight is moot. Back at the boat, Captain Carey decides to return to dock to avoid the weather. Faye has a group meeting with the interior and Jess to try and get them on the same page. Carey joins the guests for dinner, and Faye is terrified he'll find out about the hair and the food the night before. The exterior goes above and beyond to help the interior. The next morning, whatever piece had been found was lost by breakfast and the Battle of the Blondes is on. 
Carrie finds out about the hairs in the worst possible way from the guests as they're leaving. At the tip meeting, Carrie shares his disappointment with how the charter went and promotes Seth to lead deckhand. The next charter is only 24 hours and they want to do horseback riding and have an HBCU homecoming. Seth's power trip intensifies first with Nathan and Mike and then with Casey and the crew mess. Jess and Casey initiate the cabin swap and Faye isn't happy. They're barely off the dock before Jess and Faye begin battling over snacks. And that's your rapid recap. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I feel like I want to talk about this Seth thing first. Yeah. Dude is on a power trip. I think you made a really solid point on Twitter last night that I would love for you to share because I feel like he's acting like he's the admiral of a Navy ship, not a deckhand. (laughs) Yeah. And I said something not too far off. I said, I think that he feels like he got the mission to Mars gig, but he was saying he was going to be captaining a ship to Mars instead of lead deckhand because the way he talked to Nathan and Mike was so bratty and the kind of, I'm not a jerk. That's not what he called himself, but I'm not a jerk. You guys know I'm not, I'm a fun guy, but you're going to do what I say when I say it and not question me in the moment. I've had more experience than anybody on this boat, which I don't believe that's true. No. Carrie's been doing this a very long time. Correct. So he happened to overlook one very important man on that boat. Yeah, not impressed with this kid. I'm really not. I understand that he has more experience and that's why that title change makes sense. But do you think that Carrie's just unaware of his behavior and that's why he felt comfortable making that decision? No, I think that because of the mistakes that Nathan made, Carrie thinks that Lewis is a little too gentle. And I think he knows that Seth will not be. And I think he thinks that's better for Nathan and Mike to learn from. And then in turn, he can train Lewis on the bridge. I think he wants to have the opportunity to train Lewis. He doesn't want to demote Lewis because Lewis's style is just different. But he does think that Seth has the experience to pass on knowledge to Nathan and Mike, maybe in a more stern fashion than Lewis would do it. I mean, I suppose that makes sense. I don't know. From our perspective, seeing what this kid is like, I just couldn't be giving him any more ego than he needs. Yeah, I don't know that he's seen how overblown the ego is, except for the fact that Seth went in there and said, hey, Mm -hmm. how was Lewis doing? I could do a better job kind of thing. So I think he knows that the arrogance is there, but I think he's counting on the experience and less worried about the arrogance because it's not like he gave him Lewis's job. Right. That makes sense. Valid point. I don't know. I'm just already frustrated. Yeah. The whole episode was kind of frustrating because I didn't understand why people were getting mad at the things that they were getting mad at. I feel like Faye getting so upset with Oriana about the chips was disproportionate, but I think even Oriana realized this isn't really about me. This is something else going on with her and it's manifesting now with me because that's just easier for her. Right, because it's always easier to take out things on your underling. Right. 
but I feel like she thinks Jess is her underling. I do. She made a comment last week that Jess needs to be more respectful because Faye has a lot of power. A chief stew has a lot of power. And we know that y'all are lateral. Mm -hmm. The chief stew doesn't rule you when you're on a yacht. No. That's not how it works. So I'm not sure if she's had pushover chefs in the past or what the deal is. Yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me either. I think when you're in a headspace that you feel like everything is your responsibility, sometimes it's hard to look past. I'm trying to figure out a really good way to explain this. Like you're the front of the house. Mm -hmm. So even if the kitchen screws up somehow, you're still the one that's putting it down on the table. Right. So you feel a personal responsibility and, you know, I'm sure she felt some level of responsibility over the hair fiasco because ultimately she's the one that's in charge of service so it's something that she probably should have picked up on if it wasn't like hidden all the way under the plate right it's just there's a lot to it you want to think that everybody's as responsible as you are but as the saying goes if you want something done right do it yourself yeah and I think that that's probably part of it there's just been a series of things that have led to what I think is and what I can relate to somewhat of a breaking point right And I understand that there gets to be a point where it's just like, no matter how hard you plan, something seems to be going wrong, but she doesn't roll with it very well in the moment. She gets over it quickly. I'll credit her with that. But in the moment, she lets it kind of overwhelm her a little bit with what the perception is going to be. Because during that whole picnic, after the rappelling, she was kind of a sourpuss the whole time and Oriana was the one putting on the happy face for the guests Mm -hmm. that's something she could work on I guess oh a hundred percent and I think you know I can look back at my season and see things that I could work on and especially when there's people like the rooming situation you know it's funny that that's coming up again as well because that happened to me during my season too where Kat and I weren't getting along and she had made mention of changing rooms. And then Ben and I had a conversation about it. He was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll change rooms. And then she got all happy about it because she felt like we made a decision without her when it was her idea in the first place. You know, when you are living and working with people like that, it's hard for people who have not been in that situation to understand, but it really does affect your day-to-day in a way that is not normal. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part is being able to get yourself past some of those things because it's not a standard type situation. I wish there was a better way that I could word it that it would make a little bit more sense, but it's just, it's so different and it's so unique and it's such a challenge sometimes just with people that you're living and working with that sometimes you just don't see things clearly and you can get tunnel vision about how to deal with things and people and it's almost like a survival mode if that makes sense so I can somewhat identify with her again I like her so it's hard for me to watch because I want to root for her at the same time part of what's causing you pain is your own actions and I think it's difficult when you feel like you're trapped to be self-reflective right does that make sense it does make sense I do feel like she has made more of an effort than Jess has for in the moment trying to adjust. Jess will reflect and then she'll apologize at the end of the day, but you've had a whole day of her biting your head off. 
So I feel like Faye does try and adjust and she usually doesn't snap until Jess does. Right. Some people are just a trigger. Yeah. And it could be that Jess reminds her of somebody that triggers her. It causes her to get a little bit more angst ridden about what is happening. Or it could be a combination of things. You know, she's had some issues with Oriana the entire season too. Right. So, I mean, I think the interesting thing is knowing that at the end of the season, all the girls went on a trip together. Right. Which tells me that there's some more camaraderie there than there is anger. Right. And I think in tight quarters, you're going to have that. Like you said, you're with these people 24-7, sometimes sleeping in the same room with them. It is hard to decompress when you're in constant contact with each other all of the time. So I understand it. And I don't fault them for it. I guess it just seems that it's coming out of left field sometimes where like the night before, once they had their little meeting, it went really well. And then by breakfast, all of a sudden it's off the rails again. And that's like first thing in the morning after Jess's Zen meditation. So if it's right off the bat, then something's not getting cleared up. Right. I think it would have probably behooved Jess to have a sit down with Faye instead of with Casey. Yeah. Might have gone a little further. I agree with you. I think, again, hindsight 2020. So it's difficult to call the plays after the game is already over. Right. But being able to see it from the vantage point that we have, I think you're right. I think that going out of her way to be, I don't want to say the bigger person because that sounds like a slight to say, and that's not what I intend at all, but to have a little bit of perspective. And if she's really as zen as she makes herself out to be, you would think that she would allow herself a little bit more perspective. Right. I agree with that completely. I just haven't quite pinned her down yet. I do know that Wagyu beef is the new beef cheeks. (laughs) Every charter guaranteed you're going to see it. And like you said, you do have staples. You do have go-to meals that you know you do very well. At the same time, we have been spoiled rotten with some very creative chefs and seeing a lot of things we've never seen before. The bar is high. Yeah, the bar is high and she's limboing under it instead of leaping over it. I think that's a perfect way to say that. (laughs) Every now and then I have a moment. But other than that, I could not believe that there's only two episodes left. I did not see that coming. That seems really strange to me. Like we're missing something or I don't know. Did a charter cancel? I don't know. And I guess we're going to have to see. But 13 episodes is the kind of order they used to have back in the day for something that they were just going to try out. Mm -hmm. But didn't Below Deck Down Under have more than that? feel like it did admittedly I didn't watch that season as closely because we weren't covering it but yeah I feel like there was more to it I feel like the only season that really didn't have as many episodes was mine and that's what I mean 13 is like an old school order yeah strange it is very strange to me do we think it's maybe because they had a different production company it could be that or it could be the low deck down under hadn't been released yet So maybe they didn't know if they were oversaturating. Mm, Good point. Or maybe the season's just shorter in Norway because of the weather. I don't know. Hmm. 
we may have to tap the shoulder of a captain we know and ask him him why it seems so short yeah because i feel like the length of time that they filmed was the same at least from what i remember but maybe part of that was logistics getting there i don't know it could be and speaking of the logistics getting there i found it odd that this new group is only going to be there for 24 hours that seems very strange to me norway's not like it's not like you're going through gatwick airport or heathrow <laughs> you have to go out of the way and to only do it for one day seems really weird or that you're popping to the bahamas for a night or two right yeah it seems like a long way to go for a day you're right. I, I actually, you know what? Good point. Cause I didn't even think about that. Yeah. The only thing I can think is maybe they were already doing a European trip and they popped over from somewhere else that they were, they were already international and then came over for this gig. Yeah. I mean, what the hell just tack on a, an extra day in Norway to go get on a TV show. Yeah, (laughs) they certainly had enough luggage to have been on a European vacation. I can tell you that. (laughs) Good point. Even Carrie was like, this is a lot of luggage. (laughs) It did seem a bit excessive to me, and I'm used to people with lots and lots of luggage, so I concur. It was a lot, but I'm excited to see how their adventure goes. They're going horseback riding. That should be fun. If we can get past the battle of the snacks Mm. it almost felt in the moment like jess was trying to push faye's buttons Uh because faye told her exactly what she wanted to do and jess balked a little but she said she'd think about it and then all of a sudden it's like no she's gonna do little pizzas for them now on top of the snacks she had already made them now and told Faye to learn to adjust. It's yachting, babe. Oh, that's so insulting, but yes. <laughs> the babe thing has gotten contagious. We've gone from Alyssa saying it a million times an episode on OG to now Jess is in babe mode. And it's just so passive aggressive. If you're not saying it as a term of endearment, it's really grating. Well, even if you're saying it as a term of endearment, I've told you my thoughts on that (laughs) i'm not a pig i know you told me (laughs) (laughs) i told kathy that you hate it (laughs) and that it's my go-to i don't know why it comes out i'm not really even a babe person but it just comes out sometimes i err on the side of honey honey and sweetie though i've had people use that on me in a passive aggressive way maybe it's just what you've experienced in your life i don't know i suppose that's fair i feel like i would prefer to be a honey which is an inanimate object versus livestock (laughs) it's hard to get mad at honey it's easy to get mad at a pig i had already come of age by the time babe became a pig ah wilbur was the pig of my childhood so babe is the pig of my children's childhood so maybe it's a generational thing yeah although most of the time i feel like you're my age so i mean i i know we're not exactly there but i feel like you're more my generation than probably i am your kids i don't know because i'm petty and juvenile (laughs) (laughs) that's because you're hip and with it oh yeah i'm closer to breaking a hip than being hip Anyway, I am excited to see what happens next week. It looks like the heat gets turned up on Jess. Carrie doesn't seem happy. She's talking about bailing in the previews. I don't know what that would do. Maybe that's why the season ends early. Mm. 
that's a good point because it's real tough. I mean, we've seen them pull it out before with no chef, but generally that doesn't go so well. Yeah, well, with only two episodes left, they could make that a cliffhanger. Mm, good point. We shall have to tune in and see. I'm sad that it's coming to a close so soon. Yeah, I, I didn't expect that either, and now I'm kind of bummed. I've enjoyed this season. Yeah. I know that some of the people that we have chatted back and forth with have differing opinions, and not everybody's super on board with it, but I'll be honest with you, like, being able to see something different than beach parties all the time has been pretty awesome. Yeah, it has been. I've enjoyed it. The scenery has been gorgeous. I like the idea of the adventures. You've heard me say during sailing and during med that one thing that I had been missing the most was the excursions. And this fed that part of me. This fed that need. So I've really enjoyed it. And I think with a couple little tweaks, it could be right up there with sailing yacht. I think so too. I think the casting feels off. And I've seen a lot of people mention that, especially Reddit forums and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I somewhat agree. It just doesn't feel like there's a ton of chemistry between a lot of the crew members. But I feel like a couple of easy changes and that would be completely different. I agree. And I think you're right. It has the potential to be on par with sailing. It's just we're not there yet. But keep in mind, sailing yacht season one was an absolute disaster. Exactly. It took us a second season to get there. Yeah. I even replied that to Hannah's comment because she was kind of dissing the show a little bit. And I said, look, every franchise has tweaked it in the sophomore season. At the beginning of Med, you had Captain Mark. They switched to Captain Sandy. We don't need to go into your season. But Sailing Yacht, they didn't keep anybody but Glenn. So I think Carrie is a great captain to frame a show around. So I think if they keep him and then tweak the casting, I don't know who I'd pick. I love Nathan. I don't know who else I'd pick. But I think they've got something here if they want to move forward with it. Yeah, I think there's a couple of different people that really have potential with the show and that kind of do both parts play to the camera like we need for reality television and do a good job right and I think that that's the sweet spot for stuff like this for shows like this is like you want to see people do fairly well at their job because otherwise it's just a disaster to watch right and that can get quite tedious as well and so I think being able to have a balance where you can see people grow a little bit and get a little bit of a backstory on them and watch them grow through it. I mean, we saw a lot of the, especially exterior team or exterior leads throughout the seasons where you see them grow and you see them develop and you see them learn from their own mistakes. Right. And that's really interesting to watch because on some level you really are rooting for them mm-hmm. or you want to. And then you see that development happen and it's much more interesting to watch because you're invested in their success and the outcome, right? Exactly. It's hard because I still feel like even with the beginning of this show, we didn't really get to know anybody very well. I agree. We didn't get nearly as much backstory, I don't think. And that could be the production company difference. We got a little bit of history on them and then it's all been how they work with each other, which in some ways is very reminiscent for me of your season 
it's the more documentary style. Right. But you don't throw away the good things that you've learned over so many years of the franchise either. Right. There are some things that they've learned that are better, like the cameras on after 11 p.m. that you've talked about, Mm -hmm. that you don't throw that away. And one of the things we're missing are nights out. And maybe there's just no place to go in Norway. I don't know, but we are missing Well, it could also be a COVID thing. Could be. Yeah, they were wearing masks when they went and got coffee, Jess and Casey. And they're wearing gloves every time they're standing on the dock and customs might be around the corner. Okay, that's a good point. So it could be a lot like sailing season when they really couldn't go off the boat much because of COVID. Yeah. So, I mean, there's elements to it that could be completely out of their control. And just the place that they chose to film had a little bit more restriction than others. Right. So you think the excursion, like, because that's all pre-planned, the adventures, Mm -hmm. that they can get away with it in those settings? Because I don't remember seeing them wearing masks in those settings. Well, who wants to wear a mask while they're cliff diving? Right. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I think maybe you're right. Maybe in town, there are ordinances that aren't applicable out in open areas. Right. And that's kind of sort of what I'm thinking, that there must be some kind of caveat to that. Like you're in open air, you're riding bicycles, you're doing all these other things that don't necessarily require you to be 100% interactive with a group of strangers, right? Right. Yeah, I gotcha. So that kind of makes sense to me. And it still fits in perfectly with the franchise, with the brand of the franchise. Mm -hmm. So they're not losing anything by not having except for the crew nights out and some of that kind of stuff but we saw even with gabby's season of sailing we saw them go to villas Mm -hmm. for their days off that's true well we'll see how they end up wrapping it up hopefully they have done enough to prove themselves that we'll get to see more of them because i have enjoyed it i think so at least a few of them I'd keep a couple. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We will see you next week for the OG with KG episode nine and Below Deck Adventure episode 12. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Twitter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. OG with KG. Contributor Kathy Gilmore. Now, walk the plank, you scallywags, so I can have me a clap of thunder. Bravo!